Biolog is connection, conversation, community. We believe life is better when we are connecting through relationships. Thank you for joining us. Biolog is connection, conversation, community. We believe life is better when we are connecting through relationships. Thank you for joining us. All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Value Biolog on Value. And today, is it Akibo? Akibo, yes, Okay, Okay, everybody's always chopping up my name, so I want to make sure <laughs> I get it right. And this is the husband of Sinead Pugh, who we interviewed um, not too long ago, a few months ago. And so today we wanted to get a perspective from a male standpoint, which is there, yes, <laughs> on divorce. So tell us a little bit about your story. Um, you are a believer as well. And yes, so tell us a little bit about that beginning part and then the, you know, I guess, your decision to do it, knowing, I guess, the church's stance on that. Gotcha. Well, uh, initially, um, I didn't, I didn't want to get a divorce, right? Because, you know, no one really wants to divorce, you know, someone that they commit their, what they say to commit their lives to, right? Yeah. However, it takes two, and two people have to be willing to um, work on whatever the problems were. Mm-hmm. And um, so my other half at that time uh, just did not want to pursue the marriage anymore. Um, and so I had to um, make a decision to uh, relinquish that, you know, and, and say, okay, well, if I can't force this person to want to work on this, um, it's probably best to move on. Now, I know the church... Uh, does not like divorce. They they would prefer that you work it out if it can be worked out. However, once again, it takes two people. Uh, you, you can't do it solo. So um, um, that relationship ended, and um, it I didn't. We didn't immediately divorce after that. It was a it was a period of separation and kind of hoping that it could work out later. However, uh, like I said, it takes two and that just didn't happen. And ultimately that was that it had to, the divorce was the only other option at that point. Um, and uh, it, I don't, I kind of feel weird saying it, but it was a blessing because it led me to who I am, my wife, you know, my purpose partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, had that not happened, then, you know, who knows what would have happened at that, you know, who, who knows what would have transpired. But um, whereas it didn't seem like a blessing initially, it, it was a blessing because I ended up with the woman of my dream now, Miss uh, mm-hmm. Napier. So it, it all worked out. Now, I know a lot of people will say, well, you know, we pray about it and wait for God to turn it around, mm-hmm. which is not always the case. But I want to ask you too, because you're with the person that you know that God has for you. And you know, what I like to ask people is in that, you know, first marriage, was that a God thing or was it something else for you? What would you say in your case? So I would say that, um, 
Well, at that time, neither myself or uh, my ex were was in the church. Okay, um, I came from a church background. My grandmother raised me, and she kept us in church. Me and my siblings in church, so um, we were we were we were familiar with the church, but we wasn't really in it. And at the point that I had transitioned into adulthood and met my first uh, wife, I was not actively a part of the church at that time. Um, so nothing about that relationship was, had God at its center. And that is, that's the key, I think, to any successful um, marriages that God is at the center of that marriage. Uh, and, and if, and if he's not in it, then you're, you're just, you're, you're gambling, you're gambling that it's going to succeed. You're gambling that, um, things are going to work out. And, um, because God wasn't at the center of that, you really have no, I don't want to say moral compass, but you really have no I don't even have like the words for it. or foundation. Like. Yeah, you just, you don't really have clear direction of how to sustain a marriage, how to deal with whatever difficult uh, situations may come up because a marriage is, is, uh, is a, it's a beautiful thing, but it's, it takes hard work to maintain it. You know, it's not something that um, is really, you know, easy. It's, it's, um, it's fulfilling. It's 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 uh, it's worth it, but it's very difficult to for two people to come together and to maintain that that oneness. And so, you know, just trying to do it on your own strength, it it just didn't work. And then we had other obstacles in the way of that. Um, for instance, the job situation. I was away from home a lot. My job required me to be away from home for weeks at a time at the time and I would only be home for a few days in a month's time I was probably only home maybe three or four days and that was a continuing cycle so Mm -hmm. it was it had its challenges from the beginning and then you add to that that God is not at your center Mm -hmm. It's, it's a recipe for disaster really yeah now would you say that when you when you ultimately but ultimately made the decision to separate, did you feel like how did you feel about it? Did you feel a peace about it? Like for instance, you're not separating from Shade because you know right. that that's God's there, so that's His word right. on that. So you right. know it has to end up good. So you're going to work for that. Right. So was it like did you feel a, a peace about the separation in the prior marriage, knowing that this wasn't built on God? Originally, uh, in or was it in, hind, in hindsight, I would say yes, but in, at that moment, no, because the separation it was not my idea. To, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, it was my ex's idea, and um, I uh, I tried to fight against that separation. I honestly tried to um, stop it from happening. However. I didn't want to force her to be in a situation that she no longer wanted to be in because if she wasn't happy then I wasn't going to be happy. So it really wasn't my idea, but because uh, we weren't, 
going to pursue because we weren't on the same page with not separating i i gave into it you know mm-hmm. um and once again when you have god at your center it also kind of gives you bearings on you know why you should why you should fight you know it gives you something to fight you, it gives y'all a common unified purpose we didn't we didn't have that yeah. um it, we we just didn't have that and even in even in this marriage i would say you know in a perfect world the way that me and Shanae uh ultimately initially came together um i would tweak some things because we still we still in the beginning we were following that same pattern that the initial relationship started out we was following that same pattern of um trying to do it our own way not one to deal with um dealing with it but not really want to deal with the pain of being by yourself and want to fill that void however i think what what saved us was we both had we both um had a relationship with god and since we were able to um come together on that front we were able to we were able i, I would say that a, in a perfect world you would seek to repair that stuff before you get into another relationship because you're bringing all that that pain that hurt with you right mm-hmm. but and and we did we brought some of that we brought some of that pain and hurt with us and in hindsight i would say that it would be better to deal with that before you start another relationship so that you can avoid those pitfalls you can really heal from what you were dealing with before taking on that that next relationship however by the grace of god we were able to to make that work you know mm-hmm. uh and i would and, and and it's only because of god that we've been able to survive because let me tell you there's been some rough times <laughs> they have gone through <laughs> some uh some rough things but what i've said to her on many occasions was that um i believe that god has given me a grace for her and god has given her a grace for me because um we we've, we've been through some things that with another person i would have said i'm done you know mm-hmm. but because he's graced me for her and and vice versa i we done been through some things but she i'm pretty sure she's been like you know what i'm I'm through, you know, but mm-hmm. once again, God has gave her that grace for me and we've been able to, through whatever we've, whatever trial we've come up against, we've been able to overcome it. But I attribute that all to God. It had nothing to do with us except that we had a willingness to fight. Um, but it was uh, that connection with God has allowed us to, uh, to, su- to sustain and to maintain. So how important would you say that is because you know a lot of people either they're fighting against each other you know you have baggage that comes in from your childhood or from previous relationships whatever Mm -hmm. trauma you may have gone through and as you said you know being in relationship with somebody especially a spouse is very difficult so with god being at the center that doesn't erase the difficulty so i want you to talk to people about that because it's God brought you together, but that doesn't mean it's going to be all sunshine and roses. Right, you right, still have right. to, you know, get your will in, <laughs> right, right. and to check there and choose to walk together. 
So what mm-hmm. would you say that that's been an easy process or challenging? It's definitely been challenging. It's I would say that it's gotten um, easier with time because um, um, you learn from your mistakes and 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 then you figure out better ways to address whatever issues you're having. For instance, one of our um, biggest issues was communication. I'm, Shanae is a very outspoken social butterfly. She, you know, she likes to talk. I mean, she likes to uh, be around people. She's very social. I'm to complete opposite of that. I'm more uh, reserved, man a few words type person. So, um, her being a communicator, it, it, it put a, it was a big issue in our relationship initially. And we, we still have our problems with it, but nowhere near like what it was in the beginning, because mm-hmm. I would just be like, well, that's just how I am. I just have to deal with it, you know? And that's not a proper response. You have to find some sort of a uh, middle ground because you're not going to always agree on everything, but it's the, it's, you have to have the, um the desire to meet somewhere in the middle and find a uh a compromise that you both can be comfortable with so um and that's what's helped us you know get through whatever challenges we've had whenever we've had something that we didn't completely agree on we had to find some middle ground that we can both be comfortable with and move from there so I would definitely say that it's been a challenge, but as time has progressed and as we've uh, racked up the years of this relationship, it has become uh, it has become easier. What would you say to other men? I mean, I really would like that male perspective because what you said there, a lot of women are, <laughs> are like, yeah. and the men are more quiet. And you're like, oh, this is just the way I am. Yeah. So I guess what are... I guess two top points that you would give to guys about that because women are more naturally more communicative and then men are are more quiet, but then that can, and it does cause a lot of friction Mm -hmm. um, between, you know, the partners. So like, what did you do to overcome that? I mean, you didn't go to the side, I'm assuming of, you know, communicating the way she does, but in a way of finding that balance where Mm -hmm. she's, you know, feeling that you're communicating and you're well, not like, oh my God, this is so uncomfortable. <laughs> right. So uh, uh, I, I'll, I'll address that, but I'm a kind of, um, just something that I just did the other day that kind of, I said, you know, I, I initially told you, I was like, listen, if I was just like you, you would probably not like me. It would just, it, you would probably not like me. So um, just the other day, I did something where I, um, I did something that she that she normally does, and so um, normally uh, when we're spending time together or on a day when I'm off, because we have we have weird work shifts. Well, I have a weird work shift anyway. Um, she uh, she's like I said, she's very social and just bubbly and and, and and whatnot. And so the other day when I woke up, she had she had left home and and had come back and as she came in the door I was like completely not me I was like how she would be so she she opens the door and I'm like 
hey, babe, how you doing? I missed you. I missed you. Uh, let me hug you. Let me give you a kiss. And this and, that. and and I did this for I'm like I did this for about a good three four minutes. And for like the first few seconds, she was good with it. And then as I kept going, and she was like, okay, babe, you're getting you're too much right now. Just this is it. And then later, she came back to me. And she was like, is that how I really act? Is 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 that how? I really responded to you. I was like, yeah, that's kind of how you are. She was like, you're right. I don't, yeah, I can't. It was cute for about two two seconds. And then I was like, that's too much, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's, it's, it's not me, you know? It's just, so she kind of understands that we have our differences. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's healthy. You, if, if you have someone that's too much like you, I think that uh, it, you would think that two people that are the same would, work better but i think opposites really do attract that thing mm-hmm. um so that was just an interesting side note but as far as um addressing the communications problem you have to be you have to have a willingness to to want to work on whatever um whatever issues you're having with your partner um i think what it came down to me was i saw that I saw that um, it was really, it was hurting her that, you know, we, we all, well, it had a, a negative effect on her and you don't want to see your partner hurting. You don't want to see them in pain. You don't want to see them, you know, um, in any kind of distress. And it was, it, it became obvious to me that me not communicating more with her was affecting her in a negative way. And rather than uh, see her be negatively impacted by that. If it's going to cause me a little, un, you know, discomfort initially to to just talk more. I mean, I'd rather do that than to see her in pain, you know, or to see her hurting. And and if all she's asking me is for some of my time and just to have a conversation with her, then what does that really cost me? Mm-hmm. Other than maybe I just don't want to do it, you know, for whatever reason, but if that's all, it's not costing me anything to just give her some conversation. So it's, it's like, it's, it's almost kind of like a no brain. You just have to have, have to have a willingness to want to do that. You just have to have a willingness to want to, um, to want to work on whatever your issues are. And if you have that willingness to want to work on it, then I believe anyone can, um, can get through whatever issues they have. So other than the communication, what were some other things, I guess, coming from the previous marriage that you really had to navigate coming into the, the new final um, marriage? So, so in some in some areas, Shanae and my ex were kind of alike. They were they're both very social people. Um, however, with, with the ex, it wasn't, and the communication wasn't an issue. So I got comfortable just, I got, well, she didn't challenge me to, to talk more or anything like that. She just pretty much accepted it. So it really, whereas it was a problem, she made it clear that it was a problem. She, she didn't, she didn't, um, it was never something that um, we addressed specifically. 
It was just like, okay, well, I'll just deal with it. And that's that's not a, a, an effective way to handle something that you're having an issue with because then that problem is going to always be there, and it eventually it's going to it's going to push itself to the front. If you don't address whatever issues you have, they're going to eventually come up. Even if you suppress them for now, they're going to come up at some other time. And um, we never addressed that issue, so I just got comfortable being that way and brought that into the next relationship i'm with a, a a woman now that has some of those same qualities of needing conversation however this woman is saying listen this is a problem we need to address this as opposed to just accepting it and letting it you know just letting it be and letting that that up on the inside build up that resent because then you start to develop resentment and mm-hmm. you know and that like I said, and you may be able to control it initially, but it's going to eventually come out. Um, so that was just that was just one example of that that issue that was in that relationship transitioning over into this one because I never addressed it, so I never understood how to to do better with it or had a reason to do because I wasn't challenged to do better. You know, I just you know did what you know did my thing. Um, and so, like I said, that, that was another, that was some of that baggage that came over into this relationship. And my excuse for it, when it came up was, was pretty much, you know, what I said initially is that, yes, just me, you know, I, I can't help that I'm, I'm, um, I'm not a talker or this and that hoping that that would kind of just make her say, okay, well, let me just let him be him. But she said, no, we, no, this is something we need to address. I, mm-hmm. I'm a communicator We and communication is healthy and we need to address that. And um, initially there was some pushback. I was, you know, oh, well, I don't know how to be a talker. I just, you know, and, and, and then she would bring, she would bring, um, she would bring up scenarios where she was like, listen, you 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 can talk if you want to talk because when you have situations where um for instance um she, i think she heard me one time i was talking with my sister and my sister was going through some 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 uh some personal issues and she just needed someone to talk to you know so she gave me a call and me and my sister had a you know very in-depth conversation and later after the fact should they approach me she's like see look you can talk you you're talking just fine you know, you're communicating just fine. So why can't we have that communication? We don't, and it not even be a problem, just us talking, just communicating with one another. And when I thought about it, I was like, you know what, you're right. I, I, I couldn't, I had no justification for it other than, well, she needed some help. So I just, I just wanted to help her. She's like, okay, well, I need some help. Just, just talk to me, just communicate with me. And I couldn't deny that, you know, so. Now, do you think that's a, well, I wouldn't say gender thing because some women are like that too. Like I mm-hmm. don't just be talking. It's like, there has to be a purpose to it. <laughs> right. But right, so what right. do you think that's, I guess, a personality thing, but it's usually attributed, you know, to men where it's like, if there's an issue and uh, something needs to be resolved, then yes, I'm in, but not just mm-hmm. talk, just talk. So would you say that's probably generally? I, I think that it's both. I think that it's both a gender thing. And I think that it's, it's also a personality thing. You know, some people just, because there are men that are very talkative, Mm 
mm-hmm. uh, and that are very social, uh, and that's just part of their personality. Uh, but I think in general, uh, as you alluded to earlier, men and women are different. Women are tend to be more, they, they communicate more, uh, and men are typically more reserved and analytical. And I think that's just, like I said, it's, um, it's, um, I think that it's more, uh, gender-based, but it, we can still, we can still, um, have some middle ground there when it comes to communication. Uh, um, but in my personal experience, I do think that more than personality, it's more a gender thing because I typically, the majority of the men I see are more quiet, analytical. Like you said, they respond when they have to. Um, we address problems, you know, we're less emotional, whereas women are, I think, in my opinion, more emotional, they're more vocal. Um, for instance, you, um, in my profession, I'm a police officer, so I deal with I deal with people on a regular basis, and and a lot of times when I respond to uh, calls and I'm dealing with calls where it's a man and a woman involved, generally the woman is almost always more vocal, more mm-hmm. expressive, and she's you know um, has a lot more to say, whereas the man is more okay they'll respond as you ask them questions. They're not like volunteering stuff. They're, they're just, okay, yeah, this happened, this happened. Whereas the women is like, uh, the women are more, they'll approach you and be like, well, let me tell you this and let me tell you that. And the men is like, okay, I'll, when you come to me, I'll explain to you what happened. It's just, it's, I mm-hmm. think that's just the way we're built. And it's, I, I don't, like I said, I don't think that it's a problem, but it becomes a problem when you're not willing to have meet somewhere in the middle you know and i would like to talk a little bit about that too because you mentioned that you in the perfect world you would have preferred that you all dealt with um i guess your issues prior Mm -hmm. to coming into the new relationship but have you do you think it would have been i guess as effective because just what you said there sometimes something that may be an issue when you're on your own. It's not really something you need to resolve because you don't need to. But then when you are then coupled with another person, whether it be mm-hmm. a child or then you see it is really an issue. It's actually hurting this relationship. So right. it is something I need to work on. Right, right, right. So what do you think about that? Um, I would say that I think that that's where... I would say the the dating comes in at because before you begin to make those lifelong commitments, you should date the person. That way you're able to um, discern whether there's some issues still there before you start making commitments. Because as long as you're just dating, you haven't made that commitment to say, okay, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this person. You're sort of speak your your test driving sort of speak you know this relationship to see if this is going to work however um as you said if you're just um by yourself um then you're not really faced with those challenges so you don't really 
know if you're addressing what was the problem in the, the previous relationship because you're you're by yourself. So I would say that the the by yourself portion of after you separate is more so a a uh not necessarily addressing um not necessarily addressing the issue that you had in a previous marriage but it's more um you healing from whatever trauma you may have experienced in that marriage you have to yourself have you have to heal yourself first and once you heal then you can start addressing what was wrong in a previous relationship and so when you once you've taken some time to allow yourself to heal and and you become whole then you make that decision to um um maybe try another relationship at that point it's important to i think really as i said date that person without jumping into it all the way and just saying okay i'm just going to throw myself in into this and you know within you know a few days you're already a few weeks or whatever you're already like doing things that you know married couples do you know mm-hmm. you, you're you're already you've already done went all the way both feet in and you haven't had time to you know see if this is something that's going to you know if y'all are compatible mm-hmm. um so in a perfect in that perfect world i would suggest, i would say that um i would say that i would have um taken more time myself to heal from because at the point that me and Shanae got together we were we were still both we were separated but we were still legally married to the other people mm-hmm. um and me at that stage that me and her first met i was um i was ready to move on but i i still had some trauma from the first marriage that i hadn't addressed i hadn't dealt with mm-hmm. and a lot of that was because i did not want to be alone when 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 you're coming off of um a separation or a divorce the last thing you want to do is be alone you just you just naturally don't want to have to deal with that pain um alone so you're looking for someone to kind of help you cope mm-hmm. and um really that's just prolonging your pain because you're not you're it's not forcing you to it's just allowing you to kind of put a band-aid on it mm-hmm. and you're not really addressing um uh, that issue um but um i would definitely say that uh it's important to once you take some time for yourself to heal that then you take some time to if you're going to start with another relationship take some time to date that person really get to know them before you start making those life long life changing decisions and and then once you're you have a pretty good you know idea about who you're dealing with and all in in and, uh, and, and I should have said this first to kick it off make sure that the person has a relationship with God first of all if, if you don't if, because that's the key that's what's kept that's what's kept me and Shanae together mm-hmm. um me and her both love one another dearly but had it not been for 
our connection, our relationship with God, we would have, we would have already done split up. We mm-hmm. just, just being honest. There's been times when we were literally out the door almost, mm-hmm. you know, just I'm done. But because of, like I said, because of our relationship with, with God and, uh, and having a true commitment to work this thing out, here we are, you know, mm-hmm. uh, over 10 years later, you know, um, still going. And um, we've achieved some things that when you see where we came from to where we are now, it's like, man, y'all, y'all overcame some things and y'all are doing pretty well. And mm-hmm. I, I can only attribute that to just once again, making God the center of it. Um, had we tried to just do it our own way, we wouldn't be here. Now, that part, um, making God the center now, have you found at those points where y'all were like, okay, I'm out the door? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people will think that, well, okay, I need God to tell me, okay, you need to stay or whatever. Has it always been something where, you know, you either felt, you know, the Holy Spirit saying you need to stay or has it been a progression? Because I've just found in my personal, there are things that I know that I'm supposed to do because, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe I'm out, I don't want to do it anymore. And mm-hmm. it's not like God is saying you need to do it because I already know that. Right. <laughs> so have you seen like, what is God saying to you, you know, you need to do this? Or do you find that it's a point where you already know what God said? And the reason why I want to address that is because a lot of people like to put it on God and say, you know, well, I didn't hear God tell me to say, <laughs> you know, type of right. a thing. But do you feel that there comes a point where you have to be within your own self, know that this is what God said to do. So I need to turn back to that and right. not go this direction. What has been your experience there? So, so it, with, with that, I kind of, I, I kind of go back to when, um, when God permitted uh, divorce in the Bible and it's because he said, because of the, the hardness of men's hearts, he, he allowed it. Um, but that's not what he desires for us, right? So uh, when you think about a marriage covenant and, and what we say when we say our vows, those vows that we say, it's, you know, through better or worse to death do us part, you're pretty much saying that, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to commit to doing everything that I possibly can do to make sure that this relationship works. And um, um, barring something like someone that is um, physically abusing you or um, something of that nature, any, I think any other problem is something that you can, you can work on because it it comes down to, um, it comes down to um, a desire to make something work or a desire to, uh, to um, get past whatever your problem is with, um, with me and Shanae, um, I would have to say that half the time it was, it was God saying, okay, listen, you know, you're wrong. Just, you need to go and apologize. 
And the other times it was just me, me just taking time to think and say, you know what? I love this woman. Is this worth me ending? Is this worth us losing everything that we've worked for? So half the time it was, you know, just me just realizing that I was wrong. And half the time, it, and then the other half, it was God saying, listen, you need to go and get that right. You are wrong. Um, because sometimes we, we, we're, we're kind of um, blinded by whatever we're dealing with. And me as a man, I know that I'm not one to back down most times. It's, it's, it, I tell her a lot, like, listen, I, if, if God tells me that I was wrong and I don't have a problem with him and apologize, but me saying I'm wrong, you have to, if you can show me where I was wrong and I'll apologize all the time, but it, I'm not usually one to back down. Uh, uh, and that can be a problem because there's there's no give there. Um, so that's why I said initially, it's, if it wasn't for God, there have been some situations where we wouldn't have made it because I would not have backed down. But it, it took it took that word in my that 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 influence the, that word in my ear saying, "Listen, you need to go and address that with your wife. You were wrong. Go handle that." And and then the other times it was just me saying, "This is not this right here is not worth." jeopardizing what we've built let me let me be the one i can't always expect her to be the one to say i'm sorry uh, and to take the first steps towards um fixing the issue i sometimes have to step up and say listen i'm sorry even if you don't think that you were wrong what's what's the bigger what what's more important is your pride worth more than your marriage can you you know, you know, you know, let your pride die a little bit to salvage your marriage. I mean, and, and that's what it came down to. It, it came down to me saying, this is more important than winning this argument or, um, or just God physically just saying, listen, go address that and, 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 and making a point to move forward. Now we still have the, our own free will. So we can choose to either listen to what God's telling us, and we can either choose to listen to what we already know to do right, or we can let our pride win over or just be hard-headed and not listen. And either one of those scenarios is gonna, gonna prove, you know, uh prove harmful to your marriage or your relationship if you don't have that willingness to either listen or to yield your pride and sometimes be the one to give in, you know for the good of the marriage. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's awesome. I'm talking to guys, because I just always say my personality is more <laughs> I mean, because I mean, I would think that way too. It's like, I'm not going to back down unless you can right. tell me. <laughs> um, so from a male perspective, because mm -hmm. I know when women divorce, they normally, you know, they kind of turn that inwards, like, what did I do wrong? And, mm. you know, it's, tends to go into a self-esteem type of thing usually. Mm -hmm. So from a male perspective with the divorce, like how did that affect you as a person? Like whether it be emotionally or whatever, or I mean, I don't know if from a male perspective, because you know, y'all are more the heads and you're providers, like does it affect you differently emotionally? Like do you turn it inwards like me or like speak a little bit? I'm just interested. Gotcha. <laughs> I don't think it affects us differently. I think the only difference is the way that we handle it. I think that as far as 
the effects it has on the person, the man and the woman, I think it's pretty much the same, which is kind of what, um, what uh, a conversation that me and Shanae had when she did the, 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 the book for the men. Um, um, we had a discussion when she first, when she first decided to write the book. And, and when she told me she was going to do it for men, one of my first statements to her was, what are you going to be able to tell the man? I mean, and she said, well, the pain is the same. You're, we're all experiencing the same pain. That man is going through the same thing that that woman is going through. Um, it's just the way that they deal with it is is what's different. But the pain itself, the the problems that you have are universal. And after I thought about that's like you, you're right. The the pain is the same. Um, mm-hmm. With me, um, I was very emotionally. Uh, distraught with my first uh divorce simply because when i when i made that commitment to my first uh wife i meant that i when we said those vows i in my mind it was till death do us part for better or for worse i meant that when i spoke that so um you couldn't tell me that we weren't going to be spending the rest of our lives together I mean, no one goes into a marriage with the idea that in a few years it's we're going to end up in divorce. If you're if you're if you're saying those vows, then I would I would imagine that those people have the intent that this is it. And that was my intent was that that was it. So when we get to the point to where when you get to the point to where your spouse is telling you that they no longer want to be in a relationship with you. Um, that, that, you know, um, that's painful. It, it, it's, it, and that's a different kind of pain. I mean, you can deal with physical pain, but emotional pain, that, that's, that's etern- internal. It's, it's, it's on a whole different level. And, uh, men feel that just as strongly as women. Like I said, we just deal with it differently. And as you know, people say men are more able to compartmentalize and kind of um, uh, put their feelings in a box and kind of push them over here. Whereas women are more, it's just out there, you know, not that they can't control it, but that's just how they're built. It, it's just out there, you know, mm-hmm. Um and and so I would say that that would that would really be the only difference in in how I think men address the pain of divorce as opposed to women. We just compartmentalize it, put it in the box, kind of put it on the shelf so that we can still function and and get things done. Uh, and then you know, in our own time when we're by ourselves, when we're not around people, when we're just alone, we kind of pull that out because now we don't have to feel the judgment of um, someone seeing you uh, crying because of what you're dealing with. There there were many days where I spent just uh, in my apartment by myself, just like boo-hoo crying because I was just, I was, I was hurt. I mean, I was, mm-hmm. I was really, really hurt. And um, um I didn't want anyone else to see me that way. Uh, so 
you know, when I wasn't by myself, you know, I, uh, you know, I let that out, you know, because it was just me. Uh, and when I was around people, when I was out in public, I boxed that up and put it away, you know, whereas um, women, they'll, they'll try to seek help from friends and family and to help them cope and, and deal with that. Um, but the man, he, he, he has to maintain that image of I'm, I'm okay, I'm good. And that's kind of what I did. I just kind of bottled it up and, you know, cried in my, you know, cried in my own time, but in public and, in, you know, in general, I just boxed it up. And um, of course, that's not healthy mm -hmm. uh, because we all need help. You know, we, we all uh, need to be able to turn to someone, have someone listen. And not that there wasn't people there that could have been that for me, been that ear to listen. I just was not. I wasn't willing to share that and try to deal with it on my own. And mm -hmm. um, that's part of one of the things that Sinead talks about in the book is, is um, um, having uh, someone that you can confide in to kind of help you help kind of take that load off of you so that you're not just trying to bear that alone because we all, like I said, we all need help. Mm -hmm. And um when going through something like that, you should use whatever tool you have available to help get through it. Because uh, uh, the more resources you have, the less the less time you'll spend in that place. You'll 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 heal quicker than if you just try to go it alone because you have no help. You're just trying to do it yourself. But with help, you can not that, not that you're not going to still have that pain, but at least. Um, you have someone there going through it with you and they can, you know, kind of help motivate you and pull you up out of that state when you maybe like just might not want to be bothered with anything. And this person says, Hey, well, let me take you out, man. Let's, let's just go out and, you know, uh, uh, get, get lunch or something like that. Just anything to kind of, so that you're not just wallowing in that mm -hmm. pain. You're, you're dealing with it. You're talking it out. And, um, I think those, like I said, I think those are the main difference between the man and the woman with when it comes to dealing with that aspect is the man is less likely to ask for help. They're more going to, they're going to be more likely to try to deal with it themselves and, and it's not healthy. Yeah. It's not healthy. I think that's a definitely a good perspective. And I wonder if that's the actual personality trait because I did. It, it could probably be personality too, because like you said, there are, there are those rarities where there are women that are yeah exactly what you were reserved. saying is exactly and, what i do it's like i yeah. cannot be breaking down in front of everybody i'll do that yeah. in my own private space but as you said it, it isn't healthy and even if you like i don't tend to with you know let me tell you everything i don't tend to do what females normally do but mm -hmm. what i have found helpful is to talk to someone like whether it's right. you know a counselor like okay let me get all of this out type of a thing mm -hmm. and it's a different type of relationship because you know where women they will respond to you differently but if it's from a counselor point of view it's more <laughs> which is what i yeah. need it's not yeah. like i don't even know that i just need mm -hmm. <laughs> so whatever way helps you based on your personality is you do need to have the because we're human we do need to have that connection somehow right. instead of dealing it with it ourselves as you said because we can sit there just wallowing and then it just we're just there in the, in the trench, whereas right. having somebody else to give a perspective in a way that we can receive it 
for ourselves mm-hmm. is, is very helpful. Yeah. So I do want to ask too, um, because you came into the marriage and Shanae had kids. Mm-hmm. So how was that? Because I'm very interested in that because I know women are very protective <laughs> about right. their kids. And so how was that transition? Um, so it, it definitely took a bit of transitioning simply because in initially, I remember making a statement um, that I would never date a woman with kids because I didn't want a ready-made family. Um, I didn't want to have to deal with the potential um, baby daddy drama type issues that you sometimes have to deal with, with, you know, dealing with a blended family. So I remember making that statement when I was a lot younger um, and then I end up in that situation. So it, it, um, it, it was initially a challenge simply because um, I didn't have kids of my own. Um, my previous relationship, my, my wife there had no kids. Um, so I was completely inexperienced with being a father, you know, it was mm-hmm. like, okay, I love this woman. She has three children. I can't be with her and not be with her kids as well. So I'm going to have to um, adapt and, and, and figure out how to make this work. And initially, my personality also made that harder because at first I was I didn't really engage the kids as much, um, not because I didn't want to, but I didn't really know what I was doing. You know, I just had, I had no, no kind of experience with it at all. So I didn't know uh, what to do, how to really address them. You know, I, mm-hmm. I just, it, it was kind of like, a, I was learning it as I went and uh, as time, you know, as time went on, um, Sinead challenged me. She said, listen, um, you're going to have to be, you're going to have to, in, you know, you're going to have to, um, you're going to have to engage the kids more because you, this, this, this is not going to work otherwise. Mm-hmm. And so um, after she said that to me, I began to change my mind that, listen, I can't just I can't just be here. I'm going to have to uh, be a, be active in the children's life. And if I'm talking about marrying this woman one day, these kids are going to be my kids. I'm going to be their father. I have to step in, you know, I have to, you know, really step, step it up in that role. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it just came to a point where I realized, listen, I just got to, I know that I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm going to have to figure this out, you know, if I if I'm if I if I have a question on something of how to address this, let me talk to her about it. Hey, babe, I I I don't know what to do here, but what is what is your suggestion on how I handle this? Mm-hmm. And then after a while, it it became more um, second nature, and I just kind of like you know just transition on into the role. But initially, it was really difficult because, like I said, I I had no experience with it. And I didn't know what I was doing. So I just kind of felt like a fish out of water. 
and mm-hmm. and then eventually it just it just it just it just clicked and the rest is history okay cool so there wasn't any so it was that's i think i mean i guess i would go to maturity too because yeah. usually women are like these are my kids so you over there and me over here but she actually engaged you mm-hmm. in with the kids and then that so how did she do it and i'm asking that because i think a lot of you women will be like you need to do this and you need to do that like because then you decided okay yes i do need to do this so how mm-hmm. would you suggest that women approach their you know spouse in these different areas like she approached you about the communication she approached mm-hmm. you about engaging with the kids and you look like okay yes this is something that i need to adjust mm-hmm. whereas you know i think maybe sometimes women's approach are <laughs> where the man is like no <laughs> Right. So what would you suggest based on how she handled it that women, if they are also in these situations, how they should address, you know, those points where they would like to see change in certain areas with their men? So um, I would say first, I I should say first that both the men and the woman should have a, they should, they got to be on, they have to both be in uh, sync whenever it comes to dealing with kids, especially a situation where um, it's they don't share the same, well, in a step-parent type situation. Because if if you're not on, if you don't have a unified front when dealing with the kids, then I think they'll they'll tend to play to the the main the the blood parent versus the, the step parent. Mm-hmm. Um, with um and you also have to be have be willing to allow your partner to um to um to deal with the kids because i've seen a lot of situations where um it'll be an issue where the kid will be like well you're not my daddy or you're not my mommy and and then the the actual blood parent doesn't deal with that doesn't address that they just kind of let it kind of you know you know kind of go unaddressed and then that problem just intensifies Mm -hmm. what i say with shanae is that she had a willingness from the beginning to um allow me to actually transition into that role it was never a situation where it was like she let the kids play that card of you're not my daddy. You know, mm-hmm. she always, uh, once me and her made the decision that, listen, we're going to do this and we were serious about it and we, and we knew it. Okay. You're going to have to be a father to these kids. And, and that was, a, I would say that's a benefit because the kids were still, they were still, um, they were still young, very young. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quentin was, two two or three somewhere in there he was very young Mm -hmm. Uh, and then the other ones were still in elementary school so they hadn't really gotten up to where they were kind of set in their ways and Mm -hmm. you know to where it's going to be really difficult I think when the kids as the kids get older in age it's more harder to make that transition they were still young enough to where they were receptible to 
um, uh, me taking on that role. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. um, but um, yeah, it, I think the most important thing is that uh, you have that you're both in sync when it comes to dealing with the kids, whether it be communication, whether it be discipline, um, uh, anything that's dealing with them, you have to be uh, in sync on it. You can't be um, taking sides and, and you you have to both um, uh, always present that unified front to them so that they know, okay, mm -hmm. I can't just go to mommy and be like, well, mom, can I go here because, you know, uh, and, and, and then mom says no, and then, or they come to me, dad and say, dad, can I go? I say no, and then they go to mom and say, well, mom, can I go? No, what did your daddy say? Mm -hmm. you, can't, you can't do it. You know, mm -hmm. you got to maintain that, that unified front. And she always, um, a step, she, we always had that, that level of um, parenting. So it, we didn't really have issues in that regard, but um, the turning point for me was, like I said, when it would be, there would be times when I would come over and beyond saying hey to the kids i wouldn't i wouldn't really engage them any more than that mm -hmm. and she recognized that that was a problem she's like babe i mean you've been here for a whole day and all you did was say hey when you came you didn't address the kids and any more than that and like i said me i didn't realize that it was a problem initially because i didn't once again i had no experience with it so i didn't know that i was doing something wrong but it was her saying listen you have to you have to engage them more, you know. You have to more than just hey, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and and it was through her insight that I began to see. Okay, yes, I need to do more here. I need to do more there. Let me um, take some time and you know play the game with with the little one or something like something. Mm -hmm. You just engage them more. Otherwise, it, it's it's going to always be this. Separate. You're not you're not going to establish relationship with them. It's mm -hmm. just going to be this coming and going type thing you got to establish a relationship with them and like i said at that point that's when it began to change and mm -hmm. we were able to move forward so what are some things that you would say because when people divorce i know actually this too um it's like a lot of people tend to be like well the other person did this mm -hmm. this that and whatever but looking back in hindsight what would you say are some things that you were like, okay, this is kind of where I see contributed to this possibly. I know you mentioned the part about your job and that you mm -hmm. were only, you know, there and then the communication thing, it, mm -hmm. you know, you didn't see it to be a problem, but it was, but it wasn't addressed on that. And so just in general, what would you say would be, I guess, the top three things that you would say, this is where I see it kind of went off the rails and that contributed to that point because I would assume that that's the point, because you even said the reflection about that too. Mm -hmm. And now going into this new relationship, these are areas that I see I want to really pay attention to so I don't repeat the pattern. Okay. Um, so I would say that the, the, most in, the most important thing was the... Um, time spent together, that quality time. Uh, 
Um, as I said, with the job, I was I was not home a lot. A Brent in uh, me and the ex we married. We started dating in oh oh three, and I believe we married in oh five. So the the relationship wasn't new. We had spent some time dating, but um, there was always this um, that distance was always there because I had that job from the time that we met to the time that we separated, and um, I think that any relationship that has to endure that kind of a separation, especially um, a, a a new relation, a new marriage is 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 going to be difficult. Uh, so I would definitely say that the one thing is, or in, in, if you got to spend that kind of time away from your your significant other or your spouse, you need to make sure that the time that y'all do spend together is really quality quality time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I was away, when I got home we didn't always spend quality time together. We were sometimes arguing about other issues. So we already wasn't spending a whole lot of time together. And then when we did come together, we were probably cordial half of that time. So I would say the first thing is to definitely um, 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 spending quality time together so that there, so that when you have uh, challenges or issues, you can, and you're trying to figure out why should I continue on with this, you can look back and say, okay, this is why, because you had some some good references to reference. Me and her just didn't have that, those enough good references to contrast all the bad that was happening, that we had something to look forward to and say, okay, this is why we need to, can, this is what we are are striving for, um, mm-hmm. which is something that Shanae all, always says, babe, she, I, she likes to take pictures and stuff. And I was like, I'm not always want to take pictures. And she's always want to take pictures. And I'm like, she's like, I was like, well, why do you take pictures? And she was like, I take pictures because I want us to be able to look back on some of this stuff and be like, you know, when we're having a good time, you know, when we're, when we're having a bad time rather, and now we're, we're in a bad patch, I can kind of, you know, look at some, you know, look at a photo that we take, took and remember that, oh man, we had such a good time there. Remember that, what it felt like for that time. Mm-hmm. And that kind of gives me the strength to say, I'm going to keep pushing because I, I remember, I know what it's like when things are working yeah. um, and that overshadows the bad. Um, the second thing I would say would be, um, um, well, I think the communication goes with that, so I won't I won't speak on that too much more. The second thing would be, um, you have got well. That should have been the first. God has to be first. Uh, if God's not first, it's 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 not going to work. Uh, even even if your marriage makes it twenty years, if 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 God's not first, um, your your um. I don't really have the word for it other than your your uh compass is going to be off 
God has to be at the center. There's, there's no way around it. If he's not at the center, you're just, you're, you're dealing with a ticking time bomb. <laughs> you really, you mm-hmm. really are because ultimately he's, he's going to be what, what, because when when we give up when we make up in our mind that we're done and we have no more fight it's i think that it's god and our relationship with him that gives us that extra oomph to mm-hmm. say no let's not let's let's keep trying this let's let's keep going because like i said there have been times when had it not been there half the time it was me saying okay i'm wrong let me let my pride go and and address this those other times i was not gonna yield I'm, i was just like nope i'm not wrong i'm good i'm done mm-hmm. it, it took that relationship with god to say no go address that you are wrong and if you don't have that those are those times where like i said you may make it the the 20 years but that that one time when you just said i went back and down and my pride was just not going to allow me to back down off this when it took that that God intervention to make you say, listen, okay, it's not worth my marriage. Let me just let it go and address this. And that's where that comes into play at. So if you don't have God, it's 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 just it's just a matter of time, in my mm-hmm. opinion. It's, it's just mm-hmm. a matter of time. Um and then a a, a third point is just go um have healthy and realistic ex- expectations about, you know, what the marriage, what you're looking for in the marriage. Um, uh, I would say, um, um, because I think sometimes we have unrealistic expectations. We'll say, you know, well, they're not what I want them to be right now, but I'm going to change them mm-hmm. or uh, I'll, I'll change them, you know, maybe once we get married, they'll, they'll change to what I want them to be. No, before you make that, those commitments, you need to know exactly what, what you're getting yourself into. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, I think it's very important to have realistic, uh, and healthy expectations about what it's going to be. If you if you start there and 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 don't go into it thinking I'll change it later once I've already made the commitment, then you I think you'll be a lot better off as opposed to um, I'll change them once we make this commitment, only to find out that you're not going to be able to change them. They're, they're mm-hmm. still who they were. And now, <laughs> now you're you're in this covenant relationship that mm-hmm. possibly with kids, <laughs> with kids, no, and that's another thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a whole other story. You, you got to be so many things that come along with being in a relationship, which is why I say before you start making those those life changing decisions and doing um, adult things that. Um, you you um that you consider that because once you start going down that road and things start happening now you've you've you committed or you're attached to this person on so many other levels Mm -hmm. and 
even if things don't work out with you, you still have these attachments and and now what can you what can you do about it? Yeah. Those are also attachments that you have to potentially that you put that you have to take into any future relationships. Whereas if you just if you just do it this way, if you do it the, the right way, and it might not be the most, you know, it 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 might not be the most glamorous way, but it I God knew what he was doing when he put when he when he said okay um certain things are only to be done when you've committed to a person because he knew what could possibly happen if if you start doing married people things without being married these mm -hmm. things can happen and now you have all these other issues but yeah. it, it's it's um long story short just <laughs> <laughs> long story short is um uh just go into it with a, a, a healthy understanding um uh, of what what's what really what's what the marriage is really going to be and or the relationship is going to be and i think people will, will be okay if they do that and even a realistic view as you said it's like well i'll change them but what if they never change like, can exactly. you be committed to this person if they never change and they just keep doing the same exactly. thing? Exactly, exactly. Is, which is why dating is so important because it, you, you, when you're dating some person, you get to see what this person, what this person is going to potentially be, you know? And um, you, can, you can discern before you start getting attached to these people on other levels, whether this is, it, whether this is healthy for me but like i said when sometimes when you just jump into it because you're just eager to be with someone you don't want to be by yourself um you're lonely hormone hormones are racing whatever the case may be um and now you're attached to this person on other levels your heart is involved maybe you have kids now and this person was never going to be what you what what your idea of them was going to they were never going to be that but because you uh got ahead of yourself now you're now you're here um which this the the um phrase comes to mind of um obedience is better than sacrifice if you would just do it be obedient and do it the right way from the beginning mm -hmm. then you don't have to be dealing with all these sacrifices later now you got because you were disobedient, now you got you got to do all this to to you know get back to here. So just just and I know it, people say, well, kind of being a hypocrite. Did you do it that way? No, I didn't. But because I was not obedient, I had to go through a whole lot of sacrificing. To me and my me and my family are good, but. It didn't come without trials, trials that could have been avoided had I took another route um, or had I did it another way. I could have avoided some of the um, hardships that we had to go through. But because I decided to do it my own way, I had to endure some things to get back here. Mm -hmm. But if you just do it the right way from the get go, you can avoid all that yeah other stuff in the middle and would you say um, um, something else is as far as you mentioned as far as you know you're lonely you don't want to be alone as far as having 
because you also mentioned in the beginning as far as taking the time to heal. Mm -hmm. So even being aware of the parts of ourselves that do need to heal, and it doesn't even have to be coming off of a divorce, but it could be, you know, it could be trauma from our childhood or things that we have been through areas of us that people keep mentioning are an issue. Like Mm -hmm. even knowing ourselves, like Mm -hmm. these areas, can be a potential issue in relationship Mm. with someone else. And then Mm. marrying for like the right reasons, I guess, too, because not because you're lonely, because you you can hook up with anybody, but Mm. you know, you being a whole person, what would you say to that? Because I know, I mean, I guess, I don't know if that's like the, um, you know, woohoo thing, but so many people come into marriages and they are, you know, broken and we are, and we were never, you know, you know, but even being able to see those parts of ourselves and then you're looking for somebody to kind of patch that in. I think you mentioned that Mm -hmm. earlier too. Mm -hmm. Um, So what would you say to people, especially young people? It's like, oh, I want to get married or, you know, I want my boo, I want my, (laughs) you know, but what would you say to that? Because then you see so many divorces and, or people like, I don't want to get married because it's just going to end up in divorce. But even addressing, like, do you think that that's important, even uh, addressing those areas, you know, marrying for the, the right reason, not just, okay, I'm going to hook up with you, I want to change you later, but being fully enough, and even, I guess, I don't know, is it prevalent in men? Because I know in women, it is, it's like, you know, I want to be with somebody, do men think that way? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I well, I, let me speak for me. Um, when I um, when I separated from my first wife, um, I didn't I didn't want to be alone. Uh, I, I wanted things to work out with her, but it was obvious that that wasn't going to happen. So, well, it became obvious that that wasn't going to happen. But during that time of loneliness, I didn't I didn't want to be myself. That was when I was just left with my emotions and my feelings, and dealing with that on your own is hard. Like I say, with 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 men we tend to want to we don't really want to be dealing with it by ourselves but because we have to maintain that we feel we have to maintain that image of um the strong one um uh that idea of men don't cry uh toughen up you know type uh mentality we will put ourselves in that that situation, although we really want help, we're, we need help, we're crying out for help, but because we have to maintain this image, we don't reach for it. We just try to deal with it as best we can. And um, as I said before, that that's not healthy. That's not to say that, um, that's not to say that you shouldn't, uh, seek help is just saying that listen don't go running into another full-blown relationship before you address what's happening you know if if so you're not just separate just saying you're just you're broken up with that person it's not working you're on your own now but you're still hurting from it seek seek help but if you're going to seek if you're going to if you're going to say even date someone, have healthy boundaries. Have it to where you you have a clear understanding that listen, 
this is a line that I'm not going across because we we I have there's still some things going there's still some things going on. I want to move forward, but I I don't want to I don't want to bring um that extra I don't want to bring those problems that were in my previous relationship to this one. So you you have a relationship with a person, but you make up you 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 establish those healthy boundaries from the beginning. Like this is something that we're not going to do. We're simply going to date, and as we date and begin to um, uh, and 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 I begin to get balance and stability, then we can um, look at. Uh, progressing with this but you have to first like i said the the first stage i would definitely say would be time with yourself letting yourself um letting your your yourself heal from whatever's going on um and that may mean reaching out to uh, a family maybe reaching out to a therapist um a close friend something like that and then once you've gotten to a level where you feel like you're you're stable enough to move on to having a relationship, establish some healthy boundaries right from the beginning. Like, listen, this is uh, um, this is a level that we're not going to cross. We're going to take some time to get to know one another, decide whether this is something that we really truly want to pursue mm-hmm. uh, long term. And then once you get to that point, then you can start. Um. um progressing forward with that relationship. But I think the very first stage of any um, divorce is time alone with yourself and with God. Because if 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 you skip that step, you're going to prolong that healing process. You're going to just prolong it. Not that you won't ever heal, but you're going to prolong the healing process because you were never initially dealt with just yourself your personal hurt um you've you've not dealt with um um that that void that's been left by that divorce you just tried to fill it as opposed to dealing with it um but if you i think if people first take that time for themselves before jumping into something else i think that's the very very first step towards any um, uh, successful transition into uh, another relationship. Thank you for joining Vialog. We'll see you next time.